Hello. What's up? What's up, everybody? I'm Nick, and this is Double Do Work, a podcast, and how are we all doing on another fun, exciting week uh, here in the middle of November? Um, Yeah, so I don't know. We're getting closer to the holidays. More holidays. I hate holidays. Um, I don't know. Let's not talk about that. Uh, What we are going to talk about today, um, just to uh, right off the top, I'm going to... If you listen to this podcast, and obviously you do, uh, you can expect this, but um, uh, this will be a very spoiler-heavy episode if you have not seen the Marvels and you intend to see the Marvels and you don't want the Marvels ruined for you, you've come to the wrong place. Uh, I'll also uh, probably talk about the Loki finale at some point uh, as well. I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what we get into. Uh, but just, you have been warned, uh, if, if you don't want spoilers for the Marvels, uh, go ahead and turn this off now. Um, that's fine. I don't care. I, I'll, I'll, I'll whittle it down to seven of you. But anyway, um, before we get into that, um, there's a uh, music news, uh, I want, I want to get into, uh, before I get into the chit chat about Marvel and whatnot. Um, there's a uh, it's, it's it's some some metal news has happened in uh in in the last week. Um, one of the stories is uh, actually I saw like about oh I don't know about two or three hours two or three two two, uh, two or three hours after um, recording last week's episode, uh, and that was the news of uh, uh, Slipknot had posted that they are parting ways with a one J Weinberg. Uh, the drummer, their drummer of the last, like, I don't know, nine, ten years. And uh, based off the reaction online, a lot of people are upset about this. Uh, a lot of fans are, are not are not thrilled. And I know I know I know the people who comment online is not the vast majority of the population. And you, you always have to know that <laughs> when, when people, you know, any any news story that happens, people will comment on it. And then it was like, oh, everyone's upset about this. And it's like, that's no, there's like 300 people upset. <laughs> that's not the vast majority of the population. But anyway, there is there has been a lot of reaction online with a lot of people that seem to be upset about Jay Weinberg leaving Slipknot. Uh, I'm a, I was a little surprised by that. I mean, he's not their original drummer at all i mean i don't know i mean he's a good drummer i've watched i've seen videos of him online you know they you know they do like the drum cams on youtube and shit and uh fuck me i forgot to hit record um guess that doesn't really matter anyway sorry sidetrack there uh i was recording on my microphone i wasn't recording on the video anyway um but what was i saying uh, okay so jay weinberg has been um has uh, been given his handed his walking papers from Slipknot. Uh, people seem pretty upset about that, which I'm surprised about because he is he's not their original drummer. He's he's been in the band for about nine or ten years now. Um, he's a very good drummer, but I don't know. They it, it's Slipknot, so they're you know they're they're generally very uh, 
I don't know. They've 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 let a lot of people go over the years. <laughs> they generally, in at no time have they ever really stated the uh, the reason for it. They just they do you know, and what they did with Jay, it's a very uh, cookie cutter explanation of like you know we'd like to thank him for his time and wish him all the best in his future endeavors, but we've decided to go a different direction. You know, the very basic like uh you know way to way way to handle that um as very uh you know not uh you know descriptive or whatever there's no there's no reasoning put in it's just it's just like this is what we're doing now um deal with it and uh the only the only person that they've ever were were out in the open was when they let chris fane go a different percussionist not really a drummer but a percussionist when they let him go but that was like a whole like you know that was a major like lawsuit thing that happened that was that was you know that was a big thing but other than that every guy that they've ever let go or has left the band they've never really given a fucking reason behind that they just they just do that so um anyway uh i think uh now jay weinberg who he is particularly is he is the son of max weinberger weinberger weinberg and max weinberger is the drummer for the e street band bruce springsteen's band and was also the drummer for conan o'brien on the conan o'brien show his late night show whatever that he had years ago back in the 90s and early 2000s and uh i think uh there is a story that when slipknot did conan o'brien back then uh there's like a picture of max weinberg and Jay Weinberg and Jay Jay's like a little kid with Slipknot and he's got like a Corey Taylor mask on and he's like you know he's a big like Slipknot fan I think that that and then like years later he ends up in the band Slipknot and I think that was kind of like somewhat endearing to the fans of Slipknot I think maybe that's they felt like that connection with him or something I don't know I, I, I really don't even I don't I don't know anything about the guy or what obviously nobody knows what the behind the scenes is um but yeah i don't know maybe maybe that's why i don't know people are upset about it. maybe he's a cool dude he is a great drummer that's for sure there's no denying that but i mean there's a lot of great drummers out there <laughs> like, like they're everywhere and i don't think there's a drummer on the planet who uh i mean they can literally get anybody to join their band i mean the level that you know they play at and you know uh yeah who would who the fuck would say no to that um nobody i think that that's a lot of the debate too is who who who's up next who who, who do you think they're gonna get um uh my guess is a computer <laughs> that's where i would put my money they're gonna program the drums in the studio and do that and then who knows what they'll do live they'll hire somebody to fucking you know and pay them on on a show basis but anyway i don't know I, I i just yeah wanted to comment on that you know i like i don't celebrate everything slipknot has done uh but I, I do like some of their you know i loved their first album their first album was like the shit to me when that came out um second album iowa had some songs on it but i mean that is like regarded as like you know in the slipknot fan community that's like their best album and not not in my opinion there was there's some good songs on there people equal shit and the fucking everything ends and uh heretic anthem i don't know they had some songs but i don't know i didn't think that was as good as the first album 
and then I never even listened to the third or fourth album. <laughs> still, I still to this day I haven't listened to them. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I kind of faded off on them, but you know they, they're still there. I'll still listen to them. I've actually just because of this, uh, like the last day, I put on their uh, their most recent album, The End So Far, to just kind of check it out. Oh, I listened to the Gray chapter too when that happened because there was a lot of drama that happened with there because that's when Paul Gray died and then uh, uh, they let Joey Jordison, the, their original drummer, go. The fucking Joey Jordison was a fucking badass. That was like real. That was surprising, and I, you know, people were definitely upset about that, but that was like understandable. Joey Jordison to this day is considered like one of like the best metal drummers. <laughs> certainly at that level anyway i i think he's a fucking mess his, his style is fucking great because it's it's really fucking good it's really fucking fast and it's kind of sloppy which i like i don't like that fucking like i don't know precise technician fucking in, in, in any instrument that's you know I'll, i'm gonna go ahead and say this. this is why i fucking hate megadeth they're too fucking they're too good <laughs> i just i don't like that kind of level of musicianship it just annoys me and i find it unrelatable i like some fucking sloppiness and some fucking some real raw shit in my uh in my music i don't know it's just better to, to me it's better that way i don't know not not into that um there's but anyway that that's my uh my take on slipknot um i believe they're gonna they let jay weinberg go and they're, they're gonna replace him with a computer I think the AI is going to take over Slipknot, <laughs> except for Corey and Clown. They'll they'll run the show. But anyway, um, in other metal news, uh, 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 Carrie King of Slayer has been uh, teasing uh, with some posts on on the socials uh, that he's uh, going to be releasing a solo album uh, next year, I believe, is what they're saying. And he's I think he's actually even scheduled some concerts um little as far as i can tell i didn't do too much uh digging on it uh as always i don't do research on anything there's little known about what this album is uh who else is going to be playing on it it is it is uh not confirmed but assumed that paul bostaff uh who was a a drummer for slayer was the the final drummer for slayer uh, not their original. Lombardo was obviously the original drummer. But anyway, Paul Bostaff has been photographed or seen or whatever. So uh, it is believed that he will be the drummer for Kerry King's solo band. Uh, that's all that's really known. Who's going to be singing? Is he going to be doing like a... Uh, does he have an official band that he's got? Or did he just do like a lot of times guys of his stature will do a solo album as a guitar player and they'll bring in you know a revolving door of like all their favorite singers and have them all sing on different songs that's happened a lot of times slash did now one like that a lot you know dave girls did now one like there's a lot of people have done albums of that style um and then they get like a touring singer to just discussing the songs um but yeah and who else is going to play on it who are they going to have on bass or you know is gary holt going to be involved because uh it is uh carrie king was pretty vocal uh, when Slayer did their final tour, that he uh, was un was unhappy about uh, it being their final tour. He wasn't done. Uh, it was clearly Tom Araya's decision. Tom Araya was done. He was ready to hang up the hat, and you're not going to have Slayer without Tom. You're not going to replace Tom Araya and still call it Slayer and just get away with it. I think Kerry King's smart enough not to <laughs> not to try that, uh, especially with Hanneman being gone, Lobardo's out. Like it's it's a whole it's a whole different monster at this point. 
Um, interesting side note. For some reason, I'd, I'd never thought of this before, and it's maybe this has already been in the zeitgeist by by other people. Uh, when I when I read this news, uh, it immediately popped into my head of like a very blatantly obvious metal supergroup we could put together at this point is if uh, we could sort of mash together Slayer and Pantera into one band. That would be pretty fucking dope. <laughs> like, you know, I know Pantera's doing their thing right now with Zach and Charlie, but if you take uh, Carrie King, Paul Bostaff, and Gary Holt, two guitar players and a drummer, and then add Rex Brown on bass and Mr. Insomo on vocals, that's a pretty sick metal group. Uh, I don't know if all those people like each other or not. I don't know. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. They've all toured together. They know each other. That's for sure. Um, I, I, I think they're homies. You know, they sit around and drink Jaeger together and shit and do all that stuff. Um, but I think, I don't know, that that would be a, a pretty a pretty sick metal band. All they would have to do, though, it would be very important. Obviously, they would have to come up with a new name for it because people get very touchy about using names. You can't call it fucking that. That band's fucking over. Yeah. They get real, real upset about that. So come up with a new name, record an album of new music that nobody will care about, and then just go play live. And that band could play all the Slayer and Pantera songs they fucking want to, and people would absolutely love it and come out for it. It's what they want to see. They'll want that more than the originals, I assure you. So I think that would be a pretty sick little metal group if uh, if they could uh, get it together and hold it together. But who knows? Uh that's just me making shit up. I don't know. For some reason, that popped into my head when I saw the Carrie King thing. It's such an obvious metal supergroup. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so next year, we're going to get some some new music from Carrie King. Um, whoever is on this album and whatever it is, I'm 100% positive. It's going to sound as close to Slayer as Carrie King can possibly get to making it sound as like Slayer. I don't know. I don't know who he's going to have on vocals and what that's going to be, but it's it's going to be, you know, I don't think Kerry King can play any other way. Not saying he's not a great guitarist and capable of other things, but I'm pretty sure Kerry King just wants to thrash and thrash hard and fast and just be very slayer all the fucking time. It's what the dude does. It's what he does well. And nobody really expects anything else from him. Nobody expects, you know, them to evolve you know him to evolve or whatever and just so like oh you just keep doing the same shit for fucking 30 years like yeah that's fucking dope dude <laughs> like, because i did i picked something that was cool then and it's cool now so i didn't have to fucking you know i didn't i didn't trend hop not that there's anything wrong with trend hopping i'm a trend hopper so i don't really care but anyway uh that's uh we'll we'll see we'll see what happens there apparently he has booked for some uh some uh some festivals and whatnot so we'll we'll see what comes out what what that band is and what the, what the music sounds like i'm excited i can't wait uh but again he, even uh even aside from my little pantera slayer supergroup idea uh i'm pretty positive whatever carrie king starts doing uh slayer songs are going to be a part of his live show uh, I don't I don't think it'll be have anything to do with his recordings. I, at least I hope not. Um, I think that would be a bad idea. But uh, him him to go out and play live and do any, you know, Angel of Death and all the fucking all, of, you know, Slayer's best songs. Uh, I think people would want to see that and expect it. And it would be like, you know, probably the highlights of the show. But anyway, 
um yeah so anyway that's metal news uh let's go ahead and get into all of the uh the marvel spoilers now um uh, not that it's just going to be spoilers i'm going to just talk briefly about the movie um because the movie is what it is it's it it was everything i expected it to be it, it you know whatever uh some very high points about the movie one uh it was an hour and 45 minutes thank you oh my god that was that was the best fucking thing ever i do do not need a two and a half to three hour fucking movie fuck that shit even if it was a great outstanding movie it, just, just do a fucking hour 45 remember that do a theatrical version and then release a director's cut then you can go in the fucking two hours when you drop it on the streaming service and people can choose to watch that um but anyway, it was it was normal movie length, and that was great. And and to that note, uh, let me just on a side note, nothing to do with the the Marvels movie. There was literally, and this is on fucking. I go to the movies a lot. There's there is literally a half an hour of fucking ads and movie trailers before the fucking movie starts. Like the movie's supposed to start at whatever fucking seven o'clock. The actual movie. The lights go down at seven o'clock and it's just trailers and ads for 30 fucking minutes before we get into the actual movie. That is ridiculous on a number of levels. One, it's too fucking long and too many fucking trailers. Two, um, all of the fucking trailers are on YouTube. Nothing is like, like, what? <laughs> all of the trailers I've already seen, at least for the fucking movies I wanted to see, I would be interested in seeing, you know, uh, the the most interesting one which i had already seen was uh ghostbusters there's a, uh, another ghostbusters another ghostbusters movie on the horizon so that's that's cool i guess i don't know we'll see it looks it looks a little more interesting than the last one uh this is like the new ghostbusters but they're like you know the generational one uh basically it's the cast of stranger things are ghostbusters now and are you know, one of the kids is uh, the great, or not great, but just the grandson of Egon and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I don't know. Um, but it did have uh, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson were in the trailer. So they'll be involved with this one as well. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'll watch it. Actually, you know what? I don't even think I went and saw the other one in the theaters. I think that was COVID times. I don't think I watched it until it came out on fucking on hit the streamings. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll probably go see this one though. I, I, I don't know. It, it was a weird time when that one came out and I wasn't really going to the movies much. Not many. Nobody was. Um, anyway, so as far as the movie, the Marvels was concerned, eh, it was an hour 45. That's my favorite thing about it. Uh, the story was, it was fine. Um, I don't think they really stuck the landing with uh with all of, with all the uh I don't know the villain was like you know going after resources and it's the power bands and I guess uh they're the marvels the three I'm not going to go into an explanation that's going to make any sense so I'm just going to skip past that let's get to the fucking uh the movie was okay um there was some weird shit, but sometimes I like it when, uh, you know, comic book movies who are ridiculous by nature dig into the silliness. I think that's fun, but uh, I don't like it when they go to singing planets and all of a sudden it turns into like some weird Disney movie. 
Uh, I know Marvel is Disney, but this turns into like a straight up like Disney princess fucking movie with like singing and a prince and fucking all of a sudden Captain Marvel is in like a ball gown and <sighs> anyway, uh, if you go see the movie uh, and you're wondering when to pee when they get to the singing planet, that's a great time to go pee. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll be happier you spent the money uh, if you missed that scene um fight scenes uh the cg was was great um one of the things about marvel is how they make all of this whole cinematic universe tie together or you know make it all work together is the fact that they've always used the same effects team for all of it that's why it all looks the same if they you know they they could use different writers and directors but they use the same effects team for every movie to keep it looking similar um so the effects were great some of the fight scenes were pretty mid and looked very choreographed and like kind of weird um you know gone are the days of like civil war russo brothers fight scenes where you can actually you know feel the fucking punch and the impact on some of the on those fight scenes um so yeah there's that but anyway um the movie is what it is. It's it's everything you'd expect from a, a you know a Marvel movie in this day and age. Uh, it's 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 fairly mid uh, at best. Um, but the most important thing to talk about is, and this is the irony of my last episode, is I went in on a, on on uh, on post credit scenes and how the post credit scenes in Phase Four and beyond have had no connectivity and they're not building up anything and there's no team ups and blah 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 and that's where that's you have all these new stories but there's no connection between them and that's what we like from a cinematic universe is the fucking connection we like to connect the dots um and we don't and we have not been getting that but anyway uh the marvel's post-credit scene however was was good i'm gonna go ahead and say that um <laughs> and here here comes here comes the actual spoiler is the post credit scene so what had happened was a uh, bad guy does a thing that tears uh tears a hole in space uh and then good guys gotta fix the hole in space uh one of the good guys monica rambeau the one from uh wandavision uh she uh sacrifices herself to fix hole in space uh fixes hole in space but she's on the wrong side of hole in space and now she's in another universe because this is the multiverse of course uh and then the movie ends blah 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 uh we get to our post credit scene and she wakes up in a hospital or what it appears to be a hospital uh her mother is there her mother who died uh a long time ago is there uh but it's not her mom or her mother doesn't know who she is because this is a mother from a different universe this is who never had a daughter apparently um and uh who else is there is a beast uh the kelsey grammar beast from the x-men movies dun 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 now this is another thing that has been going on in all of marvel phase four is they are constantly teasing the x-men uh but never there's never any payoff we've we've gotten some we got uh you know we got professor x in dr strange 2 um we got Evan Peters Quicksilver briefly in WandaVision, but then that turned out to just be a boner joke. That's a whole thing. Uh, 
but yeah and then there's you know there's like oh there's been mentions of mutants and this and that with uh namor and even miss marvel was uh oh you you have a mutation there's there's just there's been constant teases of the x-men through all of phase four and even into phase five and now with this uh this is one of the most like blatant besides the professor x scene uh with the illuminati this is one of the most blatant like full-on x-men things we've seen so far um what does this mean where is it gonna go who the fuck knows because this is something i've been debating with people since the end of endgame and disney bought fox and we knew we could get the x-men and fantastic four is how the fuck are they going to start working the x-men into the mcu um and are they going to use the old x-men or are they going to just recast which is what they should do um i believe this doesn't answer any of those questions this is just another little teaser easter egg thing that they did i believe we'll get hopefully some real answers with deadpool 3 when deadpool and wolverine go around and kill off the fox universe is what i believe is happening in that movie um because this is the perfect chance to to start anew cast recast all of the fucking x-men let go of what fox did this is you know hugh jackman did a great job as wolverine and i think this will be like one last hurrah with him but the guy can't play fucking wolverine forever and you're trying to start excuse me the x-men in a cinematic universe and i think uh just just start with a new actor just start over i think that's just the way to go um yeah what was i just about to say um Oh, and the other thing about how they're going to work the X-Men into the MCU is what I find very interesting is that uh, the entire world of the X-Men is a... The X-Men was always a metaphor for civil rights. And they... I I always wondered, like, how are they going to work the X-Men into the MCU into a world where there's already superheroes and all of that thing, and superheroes are somewhat loved, and... You know how are they gonna like because the x-men and oh they're mutants they're they're just gonna be superheroes so how are are you gonna use like you know their whole thing with like you know uh do they have a word for it's not you know it's like racism but it's towards mutants (laughs) that's kind of the whole thing that's going on there i don't know how they work that or how they're going to work that into the mcu i'm curious to how they're gonna play that because that is kind of the main thing also uh magneto the main villain of the x-men um he uh was a holocaust survivor and we are getting to a point in time now where holocaust survivors are like in their like i don't know 90s at this point holocaust survivors are kind of old so (laughs) i don't know are they gonna have to rewrite his backstory because otherwise you got to go like back in time and go to like the 70s and the 80s or whatever when you know when the x-men came up is when they're you know that shit made sense um yeah so i don't know a lot of questions i have no answers because nobody comes to me for shit but um i think i think when we get to deadpool 3 we'll get more answers but the main the main the the good points of the marvels i don't you know it is what it is as far as the movie is concerned um but it was a a decent runtime 
The post credit scene was good. Oh, and they also teased the Young Avengers, which they have also been teasing through Phase 4. They've been introducing all these characters of kids, like Scott Lang's kid, and they got Eli from uh, The Patriot, from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Wanda's kids, and uh, the new Hawkeye, and blah, blah, blah. They've, they've been slowly introducing this younger generation through different movies and Disney Plus shows. And this was the first movie where they actually, Miss Marvel went and met Hawkeye, uh, the young Hawkeye. Uh, you know, they didn't come up with a different name for Hawkeye. So, anywho, they're going to get together and then they're going to, uh, you know, put together a young Avengers probably fairly sooner than later at this point they're going to finally get that going so there you know so there is another team up plus we got the thunderbolts coming so i don't know anyway um yeah so that that is my miss marvel or not miss marvel my the marvels review it wasn't great it was a very mid movie a lot of weird scenes singing and dancing the fights weren't great but however it was a decent runtime first of all and second of all uh the post credit scene was pretty awesome and made me more excited for Deadpool 3. Um, but anyway, that's going to do it for today. Uh, thank you for listening, as always. And uh, let's see. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think I'm going to get into more music stuff and whatnot. Um, I don't know. I got some ideas coming up. Uh, I think the pop culture thing is getting kind of boring. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of some other things. Uh, but anyway, have a great day. Fuck off. Hail Satan. Blah, blah, blah.